It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside Nick Padone, Chris McNeil, always joining us, the star of the show. I didn't forget you this time. And shout out to Michael Bohm, our producer today. We're back in studio. We're going to get this started with a really cool guest we've got today. Should we get right into our Labatt interview? What do you think? We got because we have two, Nick. So yeah, let's we, send it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and send it just so we can get everyone in without having an hour and a half show because I know we've we've done that before too. But <laughs> right after this, we will be welcoming in. We've got in the brand new LeBron James movie shooting stars Drake Tobias joining us. All righty. What's going on, Drake? What's going on, man? <laughs> Today we're joined by an actor in the brand new LeBron James movie, Shooting Stars, Drake Tobias. Uh, I know Drake. We went to high school together. So I'm glad to have you here, man. You like the studio? We're in the airport. I do. I love it. <laughs> I love all the little like trinkets and hot sauces you got back there. <laughs> that's that's oh, all yeah. burning. Oh, yeah. Ask us about those hot sauces. <laughs> yeah, ask Gab about that hot sauce. It's a, it's a story for sure. Hey, hey so wait a second. Before we ask Drake any questions, Drake, I got to ask you, what was Nick like in high school? <laughs> oh, man. Um, he was super athletic. He was a beast. Uh, he shrunk Whoa. about six inches. He could dunk. Um, played golf with him one time. He shot 62. Never played with him again. I mean, he was an animal. <laughs> wow! Who? How Just much did you I pay had him? him picture. That confirms everything Appreciate I already knew. <laughs> how much did you pay him before this show? That was that, that one is actually free. That's the next one that I got to start paying him. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the movie. Um, you know, like LeBron's whole life, especially us growing up here in Cleveland, like has been in the spotlight. Was there any stories or like nuances of like while filming or the prep that went into it that like any stories about LeBron that kind of came to you as a surprise? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to have a surprise when it comes to LeBron because he's one of the most famous people in the world. Um, I really enjoyed the story of how he met Savannah at the party. Um, and one thing that I learned about LeBron throughout the whole process that I really enjoyed, and it's not really a surprise, is he's really, like, superhuman in a way. To be that tall, that big, that athletic, and also still be a good person yeah you know have a good family give back to the community we actually had an akron premiere of the movie at um house 330 which is something he built down there for people in akron to get work and like do all this stuff so i mean just his ability to stay for the most part out of drama other than like tweeting back every now and then <laughs> but just to be a good person it's at that level extremely difficult yeah, for sure. Was he like involved in like any of the prep, any of the filming? Like, obviously, you said you know, like the premiere. Was he like around at all, or was um, he like pretty hands off? So, it's based off of a book that okay, he had cool. hit in writing. Cool. So I assume he had something to do with the script. But yeah. during filming, no. Um, the rest of the Fab Five and Coach Drew were there during filming. We got to meet them, and. It was funny because they were all like meeting their counterparts. Yeah. And then they were like, I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And they're like, who, who were you? Yeah. Well, like, then what was the reaction when they found out that you were Jimmy? 
they were just like, cool. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that kid's playing Willie. Like, oh, that kid's playing Shion. That's a white kid with goggles. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so funny. What was the casting process like? How did you audition and, and get the part? Yeah, so um, it starts off with the role. You get sent like these tiny little breakdowns of like Jimmy Podesky, 15 years old. <laughs> I think they put like super skinny, super nerdy, bunch of pimples, um, and like seemingly unathletic. And I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> and, um, I just put myself on tape. I had my mom read the other parts, and I, you just turn that in, wait a few days, they call you back, and that one's live on Zoom, so it's way more stressful. Oh, a bunch wow. of people you don't know watching you, with all, all with their screens off, and you just do the scenes again. And funnily enough, I, it was between me and one other person, and initially I didn't get the role because we had to send in like a minute-long clip of us playing basketball. Yeah. And they ended up choosing the other kid, and I was like, that's fine, and I, I don't get roles all the time. And I got a call like two days later from my agent, and he was like, can you play basketball? I'm like, yes, I can play basketball. He's like, no, really, because the last kid said he could play basketball, and he couldn't. Because wow. they had a screen test, and okay, they were doing yeah. all these drills and throwing alley-oops and all this stuff, and he couldn't keep up. So I had to go to some private secret gym that LeBron has in Akron. That's just a blank building. You would never know it's there. Wow. And they had to confirm you were a baller for this yeah. position. No, so like, because so like again, and I know it's kind of funny that Chris asked that question first of like what I was like, but like what you were like in high school, like you could play basketball, like you would play sports, um, and we've like played basketball together, like yeah. we shot around together. Yeah. So like then was so like everybody on the cast then like could play because some movies you watch and it's like it's like you know some of the guys are just like you could tell like they're, they're yeah. not athletes, so like everybody on the cast could play then. Um, it was a healthy mix between actors who could play basketball and basketball players who could act. Oh, cool. So myself, Caleb McLaughlin, um, Khalil Everidge, we were all kind of cast as actors. And then they had us, we had basketball practice every weekend and they hired like guys from Europe and like G League guys. And it's a bunch of like six, seven, super athletic. And then like me, yeah. it's like 5'11 and I have a vertical of like two inches. Um, but then, of course, you got Scoop Henderson, uh, Mookie Cook, AJ, um, and then some of the senior guys at the beginning of the movie, like Malcolm and Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy was Cleveland State's point guard for a few years, and Malcolm plays overseas and in the G League and stuff. So Sweet. Did you get to learn a little bit? Um, I know we mentioned, like, some of the other guys and, like, their roles with the Fab Five. Did you get to learn any about, like, Jimmy Podesky? So, mm -hmm. here's the funny thing. <laughs> Jimmy Podesky is not a real person. Is he not? He is not a real person. But is he based off of, like, was there, like, a scrawny white kid on the roster that, like... Yeah. And so, <laughs> initially, the script had, like, three or four versions of, like, a Jimmy Podesky, and it was supposed to be, like, the rest of the team. And the studio... I guess was like we can't do this with like three or four actors so they just put them all together and jimmy is like an amalgamation of all of the white kids at the end of the bench <laughs> you know and i don't know why they had to give me goggles and they had to make you the, as goggle, as the goggles were an awesome touch though <laughs> oh man just showing up on set every day and seeing the lady like holding them ready to give them to me i'm like oh. that is kind of funny because you know how many people were probably like hmm, i never heard of that jimmy podesky kid and then we're like trying to google it you know because you hear yeah. the names of the fab and five Drake all the time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well like at the end when they're like this person is working here like lebron did all right and then they're like, Jimmy's kind of like, he's not real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Jimmy's not a real person. So, yeah. No, that's sick. All right. So, last, so last. You hear actors, let me ask you this. So, you hear actors like all the time who take on these huge roles of individuals and they want to make it so true and they want to make it true to who they are and make sure that they're doing right by that person. Did you feel some kind of like, an odd responsibility to being real towards the amalgamation of what is, you know, Jimmy Podesky from all these different players? That's a great question. And yes, I did, because I knew that anybody that was on that St. V team was going to be watching that movie going like, 
which one of these kids is supposed to be me kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I talked with Chris, the director, and Rachel Windsor, the producer, and the idea of Jimmy was just supposed to be a happy kid with no kind of judgment, no worries. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, when they bring him to Betts Park, and the whole joke is like, you need a fifth, here's a scrawny little kid, it flies over Jimmy's head. He's just happy to be there. He's yeah. like, hey, man, like, what's up? Yeah. And he sits on the bench for four years and is just friendly and happy to be there. He's happy to have friends. And I think he is less about the basketball aspect of it and more of just the friendships that the Fab Five had with others outside of those five people was kind of the idea of Jimmy. Yeah, like the party scene was fun. <laughs> but you know, so like no spoilers. We'll get we won't give too much away if you haven't watched it yet, but go watch Shooting Stars on Peacock. All right. I know also know that you're a big Cavs fan. Grew up here in Cleveland. Who's the GOAT? LeBron or Jordan? We get into this with pretty almost every basketball person that we have on, but we need it from you now. I mean, it's got to be LeBron. <laughs> sure. I'm not. I'm not just saying that because I worked on Shooting Stars. LeBron, definitive answer. Yeah, also, because I never watched MJ live. So yeah, I think that's so hard for us. It's like a no-brainer. We're gonna say LeBron. Anyone who hasn't seen MJ live. All right, Chris. Well, LeBron or Jordan? I, I'm gonna say. Oh gosh, I, I've said Jordan in the past, but you know. Today is the anniversary of 2006. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Today, yeah. I say LeBron James, by far the GOAT. No doubt, hands down. Screw MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> there you go. I saw him rip our hearts out too many times, MJ. I'm going LeBron today, for sure. Love it. Drake, what, what for you was like the coolest part? Because I know like you've been in stuff before, but was this like any special, any more special, like having known like LeBron and obviously follow the Cavs and then like the story that goes into it. Like, you know, you wore the St. V's jersey throughout the whole thing, like used to wearing an Orjonian jersey. So a little bit yeah. different. Um, like what was the coolest part for you about like this entire shooting stars process, uh, you know, opposed to some of the other things that you've done throughout your career so far? Oh, man. Uh, I guess two things. One being the longevity of it, yeah. how long I was there. Because oftentimes it's a day player role. You're there for one day. You pop in, you pop out. You don't really get to know anybody. But for this, um, there was pre-production, and then we shot for eight weeks. So I wow. I got to know all of the actors who played the Fab Five. And even I'm still really good friends with uh, Joe Lozak, one of the bench guys. We just sat next to each other because neither of us were playing when they're doing all the basketball stuff. So it's just us talking and then occasionally like clapping and be like, whoa, yeah. And then they yell cut and we go back to talking. <laughs> um, and location. Yeah. Like typically they put you up in some place and it's just you by yourself. But we shot in Akron, Cleveland, and we actually shot in Macedonia. Really? Um, fun little Easter egg, the La Quinta scene where they're sitting by the pool and whatnot that was filmed right next to the bob evans on route eight like that no La Quinta. and then there's a scene at the night's Inn, like right next <laughs> no to the, we shot at the La Quinta and the oh, night's Inn. wow and so you obviously didn't have any influence on that or did you oh no 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 <laughs> i just they they text you the location of where like home base is like where all the trailers and stuff are yeah and i got the location and i looked at it and it said <laughs> fun and stuff macedonia and i was like what? Oh, really? <laughs> I used to work there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I was like, oh, that's a great full circle moment. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Good stuff, man. Drake, do you have anything that you want to plug? I know you're doing a bunch of stuff, obviously shooting stars. If people haven't seen it, go check it out. Anything that you want to plug? Oh, man. The gram? Um, yeah, sure. Follow me on Instagram. It's just at Drake Tobias, Drake underscore Tobias. Um, and then I do want to say one thing. It's kind of a spoiler, but... All good. Go for it. really. I want to mention Jimmy Podesky made varsity as a freshman. He did. <laughs> People always forget this. Wow. <laughs> Jimmy may have ridden the bench, but you know what? Jimmy made varsity as a freshman. Jimmy was a bucket. And then, yeah, at the end, you got to see a, a little yeah. glimpse of the, the skill set behind Jimmy Podesky. That was the best day, like, ever. Because... <laughs> I had been sitting that we shot that in like week seven. So okay. for six, seven weeks, I'd been sitting on the bench, and all of the other extras in the crowd thought I was also an extra, yeah. which is totally fair because I wasn't really doing anything. Um, and then I got up there, and it was like this 
one of us, one of us kind of moment where I shot. And oh, that's awesome. Chris Robinson still owes me money. I'm going to keep saying that <laughs> until he pays me. Why? Because you did you hit it like in a certain amount? First try, first take? Yeah. And that's the take that's in the... Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I said, this Impressive. is what you pay me for. <laughs> I was so nervous, dude. He was and like... Stepped right into it. Because it was nice. And like, like I, again, so I'm watching this with Cam, my girlfriend. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, like Drake actually play, like can play basketball. And then like you shoot it, you make it. Obviously, it's for the movie. She's And she like hits me with the snarky. Like, I wonder how long it took them yeah. to do some of these shots. I'm like, well, like I, I feel like some of these people could probably play. And then like, I know Drake could play. So try and explain it to her. But it's nice to know now from like the source... That yeah. it was the first one take, take. Drake. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was what it was. It was one take Drake. Yeah, yeah love go. it. That is cool. That, you know what's really cool about that? Um, that you, I feel like you got probably a lot of bang for your buck because to put in that many hours, I've been on sets before too, and be an extra versus being in the script. Yeah. And you didn't really. Did you kind of feel like? Um, like it was highway robbery. Yeah, yeah or like, <laughs> or, or like a, a kicker on a football team. You know, like the per they, they don't really they come in. You know, but they they get to kind of chill and collect that paycheck. Did you kind of feel like you were living a bit of the high life there? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure. Um, it was like my friend Joe and I would get to set at the same time. He'd go to like extras holding, and I would go to a trailer and get breakfast and all this bougie stuff, and then. <laughs> go through like hair and makeup and costume and all this other stuff and then we would just meet next to the <laughs> seats and it was like two different journeys to the same path and go sit there yeah and there were some days where i definitely was just in the background of mookie dunking or scoot dunking and you're there for 13 hours just occasionally clapping and i'm like this is great like i could do this all day yeah so that is awesome who are you represented by um cleveland agent is doherty Okay. Um, and then kind of New York, LA, Atlanta, all over is A3. And then I have a manager named Scott Silver. Mm -hmm. Cool, nice. cool. All the plugs. Drake, appreciate you hopping in here. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Glad, you, yeah, glad you're able to find the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Gab, yeah. do we want to get into our second guest? Should we, uh, should we yeah, have we... one of the interns usher him in or is yeah. boom gonna just go for it and usher him in well we'll do a little switcheroo here cool um, cool chris have you had a chance to check out that movie yet i have not now i need to yeah you got I didn't to. Realize it was actually out. how long has it been out now Ah, uh, i think only a few weeks i think like this okay. is probably like week two week three that's good because i'm running out of things so that is perfect yeah that fits yeah right in my schedule here in the summer because i've kind of hit up all the all the stuff i wanted to and this was one that was on my schedule to see, obviously, with LeBron. Local story, and now I've got a connection there for sure. with Drake. So, uh, so this is certainly something I'm going to be looking out for. On Peacock, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I another streaming service now I'm going to have to get. I'm glad I cut the cable because I have saved so much money by buying every single streaming service. Watch but out because Peacock, story. yeah, just make sure you're invested in keeping that because what I did for the Olympics is I downloaded it and I forgot about my free trial and they just spanked me with an $80 loan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I even called. I was like, it was one day late. I forgot about it. I just wanted to watch Alice and Felix. And they were like, sorry. So now you got it. Yeah. Well, there's a I lot of good that, stuff but... on it. I watch The Office on there all the time. Yeah, what uh, else I'd is watch on it for The Office. There you go. Yeah, there, okay. yeah. So that's on there. Um, they, they, it's pretty much like so. It's NBC's thing. So it's pretty much anything that NBC has is like on there. Plus they have, you know, kind of how all these like streaming services are starting to get like they have their own exclusive stuff. I, I don't know why I feel like I'm doing an ad for it right now, but I don't. I, yeah, I, I do NBC, like it. The one thing I will not watch is any golf coverage they have on there because their golf coverage is absolutely horrible. I'm not happy with the way that they put together that U.S. Open. Mm -mm, you tell them. Awful. I, I heard there. Were, I heard that was quite the feedback. Like, well, they, yeah, yeah. They, they need cameras that can follow the ball, which I know is pretty novel. But you got to follow the ball. You also have to know a little bit about the players and not try and slap together a story about the guy who's leading it on the 18th <laughs> as he's walking up. Yeah, that's but tough. Let me digress. <laughs> all good. Well, I think our second interview is all set to go. We have brought in our second interview, and we are welcomed by organizer of the upcoming Settlers Landing charity concert, Drew 
Shetliff, thanks for coming in. Hey, guys. How's it going? There thanks is, for having me on. There is no off button on that suit, is there? And there is not. Sorry if I'm blinding any of your viewers out there. This is exactly why we brought you on. <laughs> well, at first, so take people a little bit behind the scenes. One of our interns, Ryan, went and grabbed you from the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, my God, he got the wrong guy. Like, this guy just escaped from the Cuyahoga <laughs> County inmate um, you know, program. And then here you are. I'm like, oh, he's coming on our show. I'm like, I thought he was trying to get Ryan to get him on one of these planes to get him out of here. So glad to know that uh, you actually belonged here and you're not an inmate. Maybe we could start there with the suit and wearing it to Browns games, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> How long have you been doing that for? Um, this suit I originally got in like 2014. Actually, the origin of the suit was the Kentucky Derby, funny enough. Um, Love it. And then I was like, wow, I should start wearing these to Browns games. And uh, it's seen quite a few in that in that time period. Um, it's yeah, it's it's seen a lot of ups and downs. Did it, did it ever duel as like a Lloyd Christmas on Halloween? I thought about that. Um, I probably couldn't pull that off. I did wear it as a Halloween uh, gimmick suit one year, but it's mainly just for the Browns these days. It's it's dedicated to them. Awesome. <laughs> so that orange suit, I'm just trying to think, that's kind of birthed by fire there because it's coming in 2014, 15, 16. Those are some rough years. Not that we haven't had you know our share of rough years, but those are particularly rough, and especially when we go 0-16. Uh, yeah, it saw some it saw some rough years actually. Uh, 2016, uh, it saw all 16 games. I actually attended every game in 2016. Um, and then I home and road is what you're home saying. and road. Wow. Uh, yeah, went to I think it was Philly, Miami, Washington, uh, Buffalo, Tennessee, and then of course the three uh, divisional games. Um, funny enough, I even went to the New York Giants uh, Packers playoff game that year. Uh, at Lambeau. So the joke I always made is that I went to more uh, NFL games that year than Hugh Jackson did. Um, That's but, good. Uh, yeah, that was a rough stretch. Obviously, we went one and 15, uh, went to 13 more games the next year. Um, so over the course of those two seasons, I went uh, one and 28 in this suit. Wow. So what's it like wearing an orange suit walking into an opposing team stadium? Uh, it really depends on I where you were going to say at walking into the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What does that feel like? Uh, definitely a little more awkward walking into Burke airport. Um, has anyone ever tackled yeah. you just like out of, I think that's somebody. Um, no, I've not been tackled, but I've definitely been heckled. Um, Buffalo was a pretty brutal place to walk into. Philly was a pretty brutal one. Yeah. Um, I mean the division ones, honestly, they're soft. They don't have much to say when I go there, but, um, the ones that I, I remember that stuck out to me were Philly and, and Buffalo. Philly, uh, really, I've gone there twice now, actually, and they've, they've, I've tried to, guys have tried to fight me both times. They like, you know, beat out their chest and they're like, you trying to, I'm like, no, just here to watch. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, I, I appreciate in this conversation there, Gab, you immediately go to violence. Like, well, tell I, us about the time you've been tackled. Hey, I was like, just. Has that happened to you? You've worked a lot of different games, Gab. Has, has, has anybody tried to tackle you? No, no, it's hard to tackle me because uh, I... You have security. Gab's a runner. Well, well, you know, the World Series in 2016, I did have to get security because I got in a tuffle. Like, I got in between people, like, trying to fight each other. And so I was kind of, like, pinballing <laughs> no back and forth. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to get out of here. And I, that was when I was in, like, peak runner shape. So I was, like, real skinny. <laughs> and I... So, like, they did uh, equip me with security from then on. So was it, but, like, a Cubs fan v. Indians fan? Or was it was it friendly fire or like i in the moment i, yeah, I couldn't it was so chaotic that i couldn't understand what exactly yeah. the issue was i just knew i was like i gotta weasel out of this but yeah no i was coming at it as from like he literally does look like an escaped inmate like yeah in a way. yeah no like for so real, i wasn't like, sure if security would be like is that somebody we need to take in but as you uh, pointed out it could have been from fans too because people might say oh who's this with the loud obnoxious you're making your statement right there oh yeah with yeah. your your vibrant color head to toe. No, for me, it came from a place of just watching a lot of true crime. And I see this guy <laughs> heading towards, you know, we're in what should be a high security place. There's airplanes. I mean, the A's are here today. WWE is parked right out here. I'm like, this guy's going to go jack one of these planes. Like just, just stumbled out, you know, of the correctional facility. So glad to see that that's not the case. What is the case though, is I know you have like an ongoing charity uh, thing that's going on. Obviously the upcoming charity concert. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of what led you to starting up that mission. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's called Settlers Landing Charity Concert. Um, it's a free admission concert. It's going to be uh, downtown the flats of Cleveland. Uh, Settlers Landing Park is the name of the park that it's going to be at. 
Um, best way I can kind of describe where it is is it's like under the Detroit Avenue Bridge, uh, if you know where that's at. Um, and again, it's right next to Settlers Landing Park, uh, kind of across the river from like Jacobs Pavilion. Um, the charity that we're that we're doing it for is called Wags for Kids. Uh, it's working animals, giving service for kids. Um, it's an awesome organization. They provide service and support animals for uh, kids with autism, cerebral palsy, a number of other disabilities. Um, they're a smaller local charity. Uh, they're actually located in Berea, right by our you know beloved Browns headquarters. Um, and gotten talking with them, um, and I just it's as far as uh, the why, I just kind of. Um, I feel like I'm someone who has a lot of resources and, and people who are willing to help out and give back to a, a community like that. And I just thought, you know, we're going to kind of put it all together. Um, I myself am performing at this concert, so I'm a musician myself. Um, so that obviously played into it as well. But um, just trying to help people and, and uh, do, do what's best for this cause. Um, Wags for Kids, they were founded in uh, 2004. Uh, they've they've placed about 60 of these service animals. Um, you can you know visit their website at wagsforkids.org, um, and then our our event page is slcc7723.com. Um, that's Settlers Landing Charity Concert, uh, July 7th, 2023 is obviously when it is. Um, it's going to be an awesome awesome night. We're uh, we're gonna have food trucks. There's gonna be a barrio food truck, a tropical snow food truck. There's gonna be raffle baskets. There's gonna be 50/50 raffle. Um, it's gonna be sweet. Awesome. What do you play? Um, I actually am a hip hop artist, so I play some guitar, but I'm not well well versed enough with it to get up on stage quite yet. That is definitely a, a dream and a goal of mine to kind of continue uh, on that path. But there is there's a cover band. Uh, so you're gonna freestyle up there, is what I'm you're gonna, telling me? <laughs> I mean, I could freestyle, you know, um, but it's it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good thing. It's um, we're gonna have a cover band called Save the Frogs. They're it's all local Cleveland guys. Um, Kevin Pachuda is gonna open up. He's like a you know an alternative soft rock guy. We're gonna have a stand up comedian hosting it. Um, so you know a who's, lot of cool who's things. Who's the stand up? Uh, his name's Dirty Kurt. Um, Dirty Kurt. Dirty Kurt. <laughs> Come um, on out, baby. Yeah. Wags for kids. <laughs> oh yeah, Dirty Kurt. That's the funny. Like you see that on the like the charity webpage, and you're like, oh, like that's a little, but. Um, yeah, it's all for a great cause. Uh, you know, the WAGs people are really excited about it. We're really excited about it. And uh, come on down. Like I said, it's it's a free admission concert. We're just uh, asking people to kind of donate uh, whatever's in their heart, you know, whether that's a dollar, a hundred dollars, whatever whatever people want to donate that night um, or, or moving forward. You know, our web page has plenty of links that they can donate on. Um, as you can see, yeah, there's various performers on the on the back of that T-shirt. It does there. have Dirty Kurt on the oh, shirt. Oh yeah, which, you got uh, hey, you got to shout him out. Yeah, he's, he's hosting. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited now to wear this because I got <laughs> Dirty Kurt right about where like a tramp stamp tattoo would go. So that is so funny. Yeah. Hey, Drew, that is really I, cool stuff. How long does it take to coordinate something like this? Um, this was something that I kind of just came up with uh, like late February, early March. So I've been. Uh, Pretty, pretty much grinding on it every day, just trying to do something little uh, every day. I promised myself if I just, whether it's send an email, make a phone call, you know, um, if I just did something small every single day and just kind of chipped away at it, it would start to come together. And it's, it's really kind of come together. Um, we're kind of in the promo stage of it all now. Everything is kind of in place as far as what we need to do for the vendors. Um, we have Rock the House coming and setting everything up. Oh, cool. Um, you know, we have, we're going to have porta potties. We're going to have an EMS uh, stand. So, you know, everyone will be safe and, and happy as far as that goes. Um, all those pieces are in place. We're just kind of, um, you know, that's why I, you know, reached out to you guys and kind of, um, I'm not. I'm not too uh, as, as well connected as I am with people and and stuff. I'm not much of a of a social media guy. I have like 300 Twitter followers, so I was like, hey, well, maybe we can get the word out there in other ways. So I appreciate Big Play having me on and, and helping me do that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, Chris. Any of that sound familiar? Uh, the planning stages of things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's not <laughs> try to angle in to talk about the 0 and 16 parade. No, we're not going to talk about <laughs> no. That, but yes. Yes, there are a lot of things you have to coordinate that people don't realize. So I could definitely understand that. But, you know, I, I was dealing with the subject matter of like the Owen 16 Browns, our pathetic team at that point. He's got puppies and kids. I mean, does and it get dirty? Kurt. <laughs> and dirty and dirty Kurt. Yeah, it's, we got a little bit you of everything, Chris. You're not talking about like old people and bugs. He's got puppies and kids. I mean, that is that that should be an easy sell, right? 
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good combination. Um, that's uh, you know another another reason that I actually um, my girlfriend's brother is autistic and they have uh, a family dog who you know the two of them. Once I saw them vibing and I was kind of like, it, I stumbled onto Wags for Kids. You know, I didn't really go into it with the mission of oh this is who it's going to be for. It, it just was the perfectly match. It was a perfect match. Once I found them, I was just like, okay, perfect. Berea, local. Um, they're yeah. you're a reputable organization, but they're not some huge national organization who gets you know fifty thousand dollar donations all the time. Whatever we end up uh, raising for them is is really going to make a big difference for them. So um, we've set a lofty goal of thirty five thousand dollars at this point. That is uh, the exact or the approximate amount that they told me it costs them to you know train, place, and monitor a dog. Um, so that's the goal we've set out for. We would love to be solely responsible for one of these placements um, to get one of these kids, one of these dogs that they, you know, need and deserve. We should be able to, na- you guys, I mean, not we, you guys should be able to name it too. I think Chubb. that they even said that we could name it. Yeah. Chubb, maybe Miles, you know. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Probably not Deshaun, but um, that's okay. Yeah. Miles would be a good dog name. Even like Garrett would be a good dog name. Elijah. Elijah would be a good dog name. <laughs> Greg. Greg. So, she, Just Greg. Greg the dog. She, she, so tell me this. So I'm thinking about you wearing the orange suit to all of these Browns games and all of this bad football over the years. Have you at least, has there been some like doors open to you by wearing this orange suit? Have you met anybody cool? Have you had any like celebrities that have come up to you or just the common man who comes up to you? Is there anything that you've gotten out of it from wearing this suit to all these games? Uh, I've, I've met some really cool people along the way. It's really, um, you know, I know this is hard for Browns fans who have only been to Browns home games to believe, but not every stadium is a hostile hellhole um, of people <laughs> screaming and shouting at you. Um, you well, know, Philly, I mean. Yeah, Philly was, like I said, there's a couple places that were rough, um, but I had a lot of fun in Tennessee the two times I've been there. Um, I went to the playoff game in Kansas City. They were super nice, of course, coming off a Super Bowl win. They didn't give a shit that we were there. Um, but they, uh, there's, I, when I went to Lambeau, I wore the orange suit, ironically, just cause I thought it would be funny. You know, I had my Browns Jersey and my, and people were like, what are you lost kid? Like you don't belong here, but like all in all in fun and games. So that was a fun experience too, meeting some, uh, some Packers fans. I'll actually never forget that they, they won their playoff game and they walked out like they were walking out of like the third quarter of a preseason game. They were just kind of like mm, business as usual. We'll see you next week. And I was like. No way. You guys aren't like tearing down the stadium. You aren't taking the seats home as souvenirs because, I mean, that's what would happen if we ever won a home playoff. Right. Game, right. right. So that was a cool experience, too. But um, as far as met and met, you know, individual people, uh, not really just family and friends along the way. But, yeah, I've I've not every not every stadium is, is met with hostility. So I've had some fun going to some of these places and I have fun even when there is hostility. For sure. Cool. So on the field this season. Do you, do you have a number of number of wins you think for the Cleveland Browns this year? We're playing 17 games. How many of those are we going to win? Oh, boy. This is always a tough question because I'm an eternal optimist. Uh, people will laugh at me, but I mean, I'm, I'm a double digits guy. I think we'll get nice. I think in, you know, 11, maybe 12. If we're, I knew he was going to say 12. The I, orange I, suit gave it away. Yeah, 12 and five sounds. It's got a good ring to it. You know, um, I, I really don't think that we're not in we're not the little brother of our division anymore you know it, it felt like that way for a long time but uh, Pittsburgh seems like they're as weak as they've ever been Baltimore isn't the the big bad dog that they used to be um, the the real challenge in the division is Cincinnati and I think I saw somewhere recently that we're like eight and two against them in the last 10 games or something like that so um, I'm not really intimidated by anyone in our division uh, as far as the rest of the schedule I'd, I'd have to check it out and really go you know game for game but I mean I have confidence in in what we're doing uh, we have the best running back in the NFL in my opinion and Nick Chubb uh, we got a, an un, un, undisputably you know top five defensive player in Miles Garrett and we got some new pieces that we brought in and hopefully we could just uh, we can get that bounce back year from Deshaun that we've been looking for there we go now to, to be fair Nick you didn't expect him to come in, right, in an orange suit and say the Browns are going to go four and thirteen. Right, <laughs> right exactly. You like pull that, now, off, that right? I would have been surprised. Like, yeah, guys, you know, <laughs> I don't really know, you know, if if if. <laughs> They could be looking at trading Chubb by the by, you know, like, that would have been a true surprise. Oh, I will smother Dude, all, trade, all the trade Chubb talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because I probably came off that 2016 uh, one and 15 season hollering the same thing. And we saw how that worked out. But um, this is this feels different. I mean, Kevin Stefanski feels like the real deal. I know he's got, you know, he's got some things he's got to work on. But, you know, everybody on the team does. And like I said, it, it feels like the division is ripe for the taking these days. 
Good stuff, man. Thank you so much for uh, popping in here. And real quickly, again, tell everybody where they could find out about this concert event and what they could do to help. Absolutely. Um, so our webpage is uh, SLCC7723. Uh, that's, you know, Settlers Landing Charity Concert. Uh, 7723 is the date. Um, you can find all the information there, uh, link to the GoFundMe. Uh, there's, you know, you could pay through Venmo. You could donate through Cash App. You could donate through Cash or Check. There's all sorts of information on that. Like I said, slcc7723.com. And, um, yeah, other than that, if you uh, if you want to come by that day, it's it's a free event. If you can't donate and you can't come by, at least, you know, spread the word to your family and friends. Maybe they'll want to. Love it. Well, if I'm free, I might go through and see the uh, Dirty Kurt set live. So <laughs> Yeah, totally. Thanks so much <laughs> for what you do. Appreciate you in here. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me. Definitely. Well, man, that's really exciting. I have to check my schedule, but that seems like something really... I love the charity stuff that go on in Cleveland, like Ricky yeah. Smith and so many different... Yeah. I love that it's for these causes that... Some of them are just, we, we haven't heard about them. And like you said, like a local Berea place yeah. that doesn't get like any national play right. at all. Like it, it's guys like this, you know. Those are my favorite charities. They're the they're kind of, yeah, not everybody knows about them, but they're doing all this wonderful, wonderful work and they could use the help. So Who, who would know that it costs, you know, it, that it's that expensive yeah. to train and get a dog and, you know, to, to be able to be with a special needs person like 35. That's a lot of money, you know, mm -hmm. to have so... Shout out to everybody, slcc7723.com. Go check them out. And Gab, I have big news. We actually have an intro video for Fill, Fill in, in the, the blank. blank. Okay. Oh, the debut. It better not be my two truths and a lie. It's video. not. <laughs> All righty. Okay. You like it? Go yeah. for it. All right. Here we go. Uh, filling in the blank. The Cavs should blank on draft night. So they got some options here, Chris. What do you think? you like them to trade up, stay put? There's some rumors floating around that Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram are available. We know Damian Lillard could be on the move. We saw some movement uh, earlier this weekend in the, in the NBA with that Bradley Beal trade. They currently own the 49th pick. Chris, do you care what they do on draft night coming up here this week? Boy, you know, there's a part of me that would love to have Zion, but I, I just I have these visions of Greg Oden with him at this point in his career, and I just can't go there. I, but, Nick, I'll ask you this question. Do we have any of the capital that we would be able to really trade up? Is that an option on the table, do you think? I mean, it's been floated out there that they're trying to at least do a small trade-up. I, I think the Pacers are there in the mid to late first rounds. I don't know what that would look like, though, Chris, or really the reasoning behind it when you factor in, like, well, is that really what this team – is this team really a late first-round rookie away from competing? So I know that that's something that's been floated out there, and that Pacers pick is the one that people are kind of continually bringing up. I, I think they have enough to make something smaller like that happen, but I just don't really see what the value in that would be. So so my answer is to probably just stay put uh, there at 49. If you've listened to Booby's World here on the Big Play Network, you know Booby has guys at 49 that he's very excited about. Um, obviously, he's been involved all offseason in like their scouting process with yeah. the Cavs, so he he's done know. a lot of work. He's got guys that he's pounding the table for, so... I, I think they should stay put at that 49th pick. But then also, they have worked out guys that'll be, you know, there in that 20 to 25 range. So nothing would really surprise me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just see them getting somebody probably pretty uninspiring, probably some sort of a project, and we'll see if it works out. So I, I think it's going to be a very anticlimactic draft for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm fine with that, right? Like, like yeah, I'm not going to. That's, that's the point we're at. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to walk away disappointed. You know, if, if they get a solid player at 49, like you said, Chris, a, a bit of a project, so be it. I'm content. It, it would be cool if they could find a big swing and get a Zion Williamson. I know you said you're a little concerned about, you know, this stage of this career. The little. Kid, kid's only 22. I know. People are saying that about Greg Oden, too. <laughs> he's going to come on. I mean, come on. He's going to be something. He's going to be something he never was. And, I, you know, that that hurt me because that Ohio State guy, yeah. I saw just so much potential out of that guy. And, and that, that Ohio State team that made that fabulous run, and he just 
it was just so disappointing. And I, I, I don't wish that for Zion, certainly. But as an organization, that's something that's got to cause you pause if you're even thinking about bringing him on board. All yeah. Right. Blank will win the Greg Newsome Charity Softball Home Run Derby. So we have the confirmed participants. We don't have a confirmed list of who's actually participating in, in the derby. derby. Okay. But I think we need I no... I bet Donovan Mitchell will. You think? I, I need to know more. A guy that needs no introduction of Wyatt Teller. Uh-huh. I don't nice. know if he could swing a baseball bat, could, but could you imagine how magical that would be if he just walked up to the plate and started just mashing bombs. softballs? I like that one. I like yeah, that. I see his T.O. T.O. is going to be out there. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be hitting home runs, but he'll be out there. That's amazing. But, I, you know, if David Njoku, David Njoku is just huge. And I just think he's got so much potential on the football field or even on the diamond. I could see that guy jacking some balls. I've never seen him swing, but I got to imagine there's some power in that swing. So give me Njoku to win it. I could even see like like sneakily like DeAnthony Bell, the safety that they had on the roster, even or like a Grant Delpit, you know, a guy that's maybe a little smaller but still just really really strong. So it's gonna be fun. Obviously, we're gonna be out there um, with Bernie and Hanford for the softball tournament. So come say what's up, and uh, yeah. All right, the A's. Donovan Mitchell gonna be out there in a Mets jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a Knicks hat. Yeah, guys, thanks for that <laughs> clip you put on Twitter out. of just talking over me for 30 seconds. Of what we're trying to save you, Gab. We didn't, what about your your comments on him? What? Donovan Mitchell. What about him? I don't care enough, but I made one comment. Nick's over here passionate about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying the same. I, I'm going to say the same thing that I said last week. And, th and this could even constitute for if it's up before the draft, then go for it. I'm with you and what you were trying to say. Yeah, me uh, doesn't even the clip doesn't even have me making a point. It's just Chris bodying me like. No, so like what your point was? Oh, I see. This is on me. Is that what's going on here? This yeah, is a, this is I can't believe me. you guys posted a real clip of you guys just talking over me for 30 seconds, and then the comments were like, blah, blah. "I'm like, I didn't even make an actual point in this thing, but okay." Welcome to the oh, comments. That is, that is a little rough. That's true. All right, so I don't make those clips. First of all. So here's the thing. Here's what's going on with the Mitchell thing. If you can't, if he's not going to give you the commitment, and I would even say this summer, like you got to have those conversations start up. If you're the Cavs, you can't get left at the altar. I mean, the guy has proven now throughout all these different things that he's done, you know, showing up at the Mets games, posting Instagram pictures with Emmanuel Quickly, who plays on the Knicks. Um, you know, if, if he has a foot out the door, is all I'm trying to say is you got to realize that before it's too late and you get left at the altar and you look dumb. You don't want to look dumb. And that's what you're at jeopardy of doing if the guy doesn't commit to you. So you got to figure that out. And I don't get why people are offended by that either because the reality is i don't know if you feel this way but i love sports but at the end of the day i don't really give a shit either way only because this happens all the time in sports lebron especially even, in the nba yeah in the nba like it's it's such a thing it's nobody needs to take offense to it if it could just be a reality that hey the dude grew up loving new york he wants to play in new york that's not the craziest thing that's ever happened with lebron it was like hey this is a guy with big dreams he wants to go play at these he wants to elevate his career, and then we accepted that. It's just, you know. And for the Cavs as, as an – right, exactly. So for fans shouldn't be getting that upset and up in arms. People were irritated. But if that's the case, though, the organization needs to realize it. Like, And I don't care. Maybe the Knicks don't want him. We don't know that for sure. Maybe it's the Nets, you know, as, as the New York team. Maybe it's not. Maybe the best pack – that's the, the great thing of the guy still being under contract. And I, like you said, you know, you read some of those comments. Well, he's still under control for two more seasons, so why would you get rid of him now? Because – <laughs> the way that the NBA works is that if you get rid of them now, you're going to get the most back. When you factor in, you gave away an all-star in Laurie Markkinen, three first-round picks, all types of pick swaps till you're blue in the face. Colin Sexton, who could win a six-man of the year at some point in his career. So you got to realize that now. And the beauty of having him under that contract is that you could send him wherever. You could send him to the Indiana Pacers. You could send him to, you know, the, the Pistons. You, it doesn't matter, but you got to get back at least what you gave up especially he's an all nba talent was an all-star this year you got to figure that out in any case he is my pick for winning the home run derby love it okay why are we spending so much time on donovan mitchell when we got a perfectly good <laughs> bow nailer who's been called up we should talk about you know? bow nailer. what Come do we want to know with bow nailer want to know 
He still looking for that first hit of the season, but it'll come. I'm calling it one and zero. All right, all right. Let's keep on baseball. The A's leaving Oakland for Vegas is bullshit. I feel for Absolute the fans. I feel bad for the fans. Bullshit. So do I. We lived through it here in '95. We lost our team. We lost a team that we're very passionate about. And you just hate to see that happen to anybody under any circumstances. And this ownership group and baseball collectively is just crap for having this happen. So I feel bad for the fans of Oakland. I'm going to go with Chris and say, unfortunate. I feel bad. I, I, I love didn't say unfortunate. I said bullshit. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like that the fans did their reverse boycott last week and people were like, Oh, they took it too far when they started throwing stuff on the field. No, throw whatever on the field. I mean, you guys were put, th- you know, put through, yeah. you lost the Raiders, you lost the Warriors. Now you're losing the A's like, yeah, there are people that were pretty pissed off. And you know, these billionaires are going to get a brand new, beautiful complex in Vegas. You factor in all all the sports betting money that's going to come in from being in Vegas. I mean, they're going to be, if they're upset about having to pay a custodian, a little bit of overtime to pick up a few Budweiser cans. I don't know what to tell you. Um, And and like Chris said, you know, here in Cleveland, especially, I feel like we kind of know what that feels like. It's nice now that we have all three teams in town, but imagine the opposite where all three teams get ripped away from Mm -hmm. you Um, in the Warriors, the Raiders, and now the A's. It sucks. I like the reverse boycott and, uh, I hope the Guardians beat the A's this week, though. <laughs> <laughs> we we do yeah. hope for that. Is, is the Oakland A's plane still outside there at Burke? I think so. I can't see it from where it's I'm sitting be. right where now. Where else would it go, right? Yeah, they I mean, it was a down, pretty so like they're gonna take off. Pretty beefy guy. I wonder. I wonder if that's kind of similar to the, uh, like, is that just the like friends and family? Is that the actual team? I wonder right. what's going on out there. But yeah, they're. I out love there. how basic it is. It's just all white, and then you have the Oakland A's. A. Yep, A's. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I kind of expected it to be more like the plane from Major League, the prop plane. Yeah, but um, so I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't that. That it was actually a legitimate plane. Oh, I mean, park next to the WWE plane that's here also. And the WWE yeah. plane's pretty sweet. Yeah. You got Triple H coming off of there, and you got Triple A coming off the Oakland. Oh, <laughs> burn. Yeah. All right. Guys, the fan voting for the MLB All-Star game is... So stupid. What's happening? Well, here's the thing, and I'll tell you what's happening and why, because I see Jose is I'm ninth. I'm so bummed. It's so dumb. And Jose is ninth for AL third baseman. Naylor is 10th for AL first baseman. Uh, the phase one of voting ends Thursday at noon. The reason why is nobody could watch the Guardians. The the, the people, uh, you go on Twitter, you tweet anything about the Guardians, it gets no engagement because all these TV Absolutely contracts right. and they're stepping on top of each other's you-know-whats, trying, like I'm complaining about with the with the Vegas, trying to get all this money. No, Nobody knows who Josh Naylor is. Obviously, the diehard baseball fan does, but Josh Naylor could probably walk into Pizza 216 right now and maybe sign one autograph, and the rest of the people would be like, who the hell's that? Yeah, this is, is that our issue? I mean, that's plausible. Nobody could watch the games. Nobody knows who these guys are. Everybody knows who Jose Ramirez is. That's, that's the one thing I would cause pause on, because you know who Jose is, and I am surprised, because usually this kind of stuff lags a little bit nationally. So yeah. you have a player who kind of comes up and he starts getting some momentum. And usually by the time they elect him in, he's probably should have been elected before. Now, Jose has been up there for a few years. So everybody should be very familiar with him on the national stage. Yeah. But for some reason, he's just not getting the love. And I do think that that is, that it's due to the fact that you do not see the guardians on TV nationally nearly as much as you do other teams as everything flows to New York or Boston or the bigger cities traditionally. And then you're right. I mean, locally guys like Josh Naylor aren't getting, getting the kind of run and aren't getting the kind of buildup they used to. You see it on social. You talked about it. You start tweeting a lot of things about the guards. It's very hard to get traction. You start losing followers. (laughs) Do you think they should change the system? I mean, this will never happen probably, but major league baseball needs to buy out the rights and just show everybody the game. Yeah. I just don't think it's, fair it's just not you're not going to get your most accurate i don't know yeah they there definitely needs to be a system and i get that this is phase one or whatever the fan votes the top two voters what is the ratio though to fan versus for sure so phase one of voting which is what we're in right now ends thursday at noon the top two vote getters from each position move on to phase two to determine the starters 
So uh-huh. that's broken. Yeah. Because then, so like what happened in the NBA a couple years ago, I forget the player. I want to say it was maybe Boban or like, you know, one of those meme type players and fans of NBA Twitter are just like, we're going to have this guy start the all-star game. You know, like this player that had, I think it was maybe Taco Fall. It was like, we're going to try to get Taco Fall to start the all-star game. So all these people start doing all these fan votes for Taco Fall. And then the league had, you know, steps in and is like, no. Um, but that, that, so that someone should troll the MLB and do something like that. Like give me David Fry as the starting catcher for the American league. Um, because this is just not a good process. Like, so then the top two vote getters from these fan votes, from each position, um, and then that determines the starters, and then the reserves, everybody else, is July 2nd. Yeah. Oh, okay. The reserves. So but, it sounds but, like we'll have... So you're well, saying phase one is completely determined by fans? That's what I have here in my notes. I don't know. I don't vote for anything. Hmm. That's <laughs> kind of a shame, because watch you're having the career of... A, you're having the season of a lifetime, and you don't get voted in because it was a popularity Josh contest. Josh Naylor! And you didn't get, yeah, Josh Naylor is the number one first baseman at with uh, runs batted in right now in the American League. Plus, he had that increase... What, 14-game hitting streak? Is he still going? Yeah, it, it got snapped this past weekend. But yeah, you have this crazy streak. Jose You're- Ramirez, he hits his 300th career home run... In doing so, I think he, like, surpassed his RBIs, too, which was a nutty number. And then, like, moving up in an insane way on the Cleveland history list. But also just in the American League and in baseball in general, this guy's crushing it. And then he and he's, what, ninth or tenth in yeah, the Naylor's All-Star? Yeah, that it makes no it's sense. It's kind of wild. Yeah. And to tell you, to illuminate a little bit on, on how hard it is to, to follow the Guardians, you talk about the people in Northeast Ohio. Columbus here. I, if you cut the cord and you don't go with like direct TV or spectrum here and you go and get the Bally's app, if you get that, you're going to be getting Reds games here in Columbus. Mm. And then you say, Oh, okay. They're well good then I will go and I'll get the MLB package. Right. So I'll get every game. Cause I'm clearly out of market for the guardians. You do that. You will have blacked out games for the guardians. So you cannot watch them unless you get direct TV or you have spectrum down here. So you have to be in the cord. And that is just not, not my lifestyle these days. I am anti-cord and it makes it very tough to, to follow the, the guardians. So yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging. And even on the radio around here, it's tough to find the radio station. So oftentimes I'm listening to 1100 up there in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. That's what I do. I just Google WTAM and then live click play. And just play it on yeah. my phone. Yeah. Yep. What a world. What a world. We have cars that drive themselves, but watching the Guardians at 710 is mission impossible. (laughs) Boom, what do you say we hit some bets? It's pulling up the music. I put him on the spot. You could bet on the Guardians all season long with us. Typico lets you bet on the biggest sporting events all year round. MLB, MLS, PGA, you name it. They probably have it. This week, Typico is offering a very special bet for the big play fam. You bet on Bo Naylor to hit a home run every night. And if he doesn't do it, you're going to get a... Bet on us back to bet Guardians money line. So it's kind of a no-sweat Bo Naylor home run bet. It's going to be on the promotions page in the Typico Sportsbook app. So be sure to sign up with that show link. When you deposit 50, you get 200 of bets on us. Um, You got to be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But this week, guys, we're doing a special promo for Bo Naylor. He's going to hit that home run, Chris. And uh, you want to make sure you're on it. And even if if he doesn't do it, you're going to get bet credits back. back to bet on Guardians money line. So kind of a, a no-risk type deal to bet on Bo. We've been waiting for Bo Naylor to come up, and here he is, folks. So I can't wait to put some money behind it and see uh, see if he can hit that first jack. It, I'm excited about just having him up here. I'll tell you what, the lack of production, we've talked about it. I had nauseam out of that catcher position. Um, I, I, I caution us against – you know, expecting too much from Bo too early. We've done that with certain other players that I tend to get on the bandwagon about the assassin, um, <laughs> Bobby Bradley, RIP. But uh, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen to Bo. And I'm excited to have him as part of the big squad. 
Alrighty, so let's build a same game parlay. We're actually going to do this for Wednesday. Same game parlay for Guardians versus A's. Gab, you've been red hot with these. Obviously, we know Bo is going to hit the homer on Tuesday. So let's do a same game parlay <laughs> for Wednesday. Um, what do okay, you so Aaron Savali, um, I'm going to pull for him. Let's put him on over on. Well, what's it probably doesn't say what is today? Well, no, it's tomorrow. Yeah, but we're going to build it for Wednesday. So oh, okay. I think Siv I've got, is tomorrow. I've got, oh, I, I've got an tomorrow? idea here. Let's let's hear it, Chris. I'm all so, so Oakland A's, and now this may be before your time, Nick. <laughs> the Oakland A's had, had a couple of uh, a couple of hitters, prolific hitters, one by the name of Mark McGuire, the other by the name of Jose Canseco. Do you know what they were called? Mm. Do you know what that, that duo was called? The Either Smash of you can Brothers. Answer. No, I don't know. Wait, wait. Mash Brothers. Oh, the was Bash... it? Oh, Mash Brothers. I said Smash Brothers. Brothers. I went Super Mario. <laughs> now, we have the unique opportunity, since we are playing the Oakland A's, we have real brothers, right? We're already saying Bo Naylor hits a home run. What if we add Josh to the mix and call it like a Bash Brothers? Oh, right? yeah. Oh. The Bash Brothers like right that. there. Both of them to hit a home run or a combination of like extra bases from one home run. You already had the Bo home run, so maybe – Josh hits a double or more. I don't know how it would look, but some kind of a Bash Brothers play there against the Oakland A's. Yeah, let's do that Wednesday. We could do Bash Brothers and just boost the Nailers, plus naturally sprinkling that Guardians money line. They're at home. Who's on the mound Wednesday? They haven't named the starter yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird. That's always good news. That's okay. day? Uh, Maybe. With a day off? That's kind of odd, right? Yeah, no starter named yet. They're is still... that because Sticks is Sticks is on the on the hook right now, on the shelf? The A's have the worst team ERA in baseball. That is six. <laughs> so so it's going to be a good week to get some hits. The, if you look at the forecast in Cleveland, it's going to be nice weather. Let's get some hits off these guys. Let's uh let's sweep the A's and do some Bash Bros. Let's go to Saturday, Guardians and Brewers again in Cleveland. Um, it's Tanner Bybee. On Saturday, we got the starter there. Will the Guardians score over or under four and a half runs against Freddie Peralta? He's five and six this year with a four six ERA. We have been the bats have warmed up fifty six yeah. runs over the last ten games for the Gardos. This just in from intern Jack Gavin Williams. He's scheduled to start for Columbus on Wednesday. Could get the bump for us. Oh, if they ah. scratch him. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's asking a lot. We got Bo. I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know. I feel like how these things go. I'm asking for too much. Um, should we? I should like we bet the over Saturday. Always bet the over. I, they're heating up, like you said. I'm kind of feeling it. the The temperatures are going up. We're getting into summer. You know, kind of the meat of summer. Summer officially starts this week i believe yeah and uh so we've talked about all the unofficial starts to summer now we have the official start of summer so i i think the bats are going to heat up so i like that over on the four and a half runs for the guardians like it let's go sunday we were just complaining about it so now we have to talk about it a nationally prime time sunday night baseball it's dodgers oh, what time do the guardians play dodgers versus astros Chris. Ah. Who wins this national televised game? It's Hunter Brown, who's six and three, versus Tony Gonsolin, who's four and two. So this is a straight up to win, huh? Pick your winner. So I hate the Astros. Yeah. And I've got a wedding. I've got a wedding this upcoming weekend that I'm going to be attending, which is fantastic. It is for my cousin. So congratulations to Angela and Chris. So I'm excited about that. But I know some of the people that are there are going to be from the Houston area and they're huge Astros fans. So for that, I say go Dodgers. So <laughs> I am putting my money on the Dodgers. Should we do now, Chris, is the wedding in Ohio? The wedding is in Ohio. Yeah, so it's down here in Columbus. Should we do? We should we put in a like ask to Tipico to boost the Dodgers and do like a reflog relative boost Dodgers <laughs> money line. Wedded bliss bet right there. <laughs> love it. Let's do I it. Love it yeah. Let's go all in on the Dodgers for Sunday night baseball. That's a lot of fun. That'll pro that'll probably be up. My guess would be like late Saturday night, early Sunday morning is when they would be able to get that one up. Which is about like me. 
up late Saturday night, maybe up early Sunday morning. Love it. All right, let's get into the NBA draft is Thursday. Let's make a bet. Will there be a trade in the top five? We talked a little NBA draft as it pertains to the Cavs, but there are rumors the Pelicans want to trade up for Scoot Henderson. We've heard the Zion Williamson name be thrown around. We've heard Brandon Ingram as well. Damian Lillard wants Portland to trade number three for an established vet. If not, could he be on the move going somewhere else? Um, will there be a trade in the top five picks? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. The NBA is always crazy. It's the off, the, the NBA offseason is the world's best sitcom. So I'm going to say, yeah, there's going to be a trade in the top five. Wow. Is this something we can bet on Tipico currently? I don't I know if Ohio yeah. lets you do like that kind of stuff. I love the thinking out of the box here that we've got between this. I saw this last week. You can bet Special Olympics. I, I like the way this is all going, to be honest with you. Um, yes, I'm going to say that there will be a trade in the top five. I think the NBA is, is if, if it's one thing, it is made for TV at its yep. finest. Uh, when you start seeing teams move around, jockey for position, you got players, you got personalities. We just saw a huge trade in the NBA yesterday, and I think that momentum kind of carries over, and we see um, kind of a kind of a um, uh, it builds upon itself, kind of a momentum that goes into the draft. So yes, I think we do see a trade in the top five for sure. I think it's going to be chaotic, guys. That's our big play bet. Lot of Let's fun. go. That's a show. Wow, good job, guys. That was great timing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Big Play Reflog Show, and we will see everybody next week. Till then, see ya. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world the big play Oh man. Yeah, it's a good show. Good show. Next week, we have a guest yet.